Hello, podcast listeners. It is your host, Rafal Matuszewski, and we are going to kill it with this episode because it's Saturday, it's fucking sunny, you can't, you can't complain, you just can't complain. Anyway, we're going to do some shout-outs because they haven't really changed that much. And my number one city, just like last time, is and was... Um, Harrison, Ohio. Shout out to everyone in Harrison and in the state of Ohio listening to my show. Super, super cool. Number two, I think this is new because I don't remember having this city. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Shout out to everyone in Phoenix listening to my show. That is super cool. And number three is the same all the way in the UK, the city of Aberdeen. Shout out to everyone in Aberdeen listening to my show. So freaking awesome to have international listeners on my show. Um, Okay, today we're going to talk about the knee joint, specifically tibial rotation. So if you don't know, your tibia is this giant bone in your shin, and it plays a vital role when you squat and lunge and walk and run and everything else. So... The interesting thing is when I teach my kin stretch classes, I go through the cars routine with everyone. And the most interesting thing is, is when I get to knee cars, a lot of people have terrible, I mean like terrible tibial rotation. So if you think about knee cars and what it is, um, you can do it in all sorts of different positions, but in a seated position, Think of having your left leg straight out, your right leg bent. You're going to pull that right leg up towards your chest and it's going to be glued there. You're going to flex your toes towards your face and then you're going to turn your toes to the right and left. While you do that, your tibia and your shin should rotate right to left. All right? Um, Essentially, the reason why you want to go into dorsiflexion is to ensure that no other uh, joint is moving. So a lot of times in my kin stretch class when I see people's uh, feet go into plantar flexion, um, it kind of just defeats the purpose behind the exercise. It almost kind of becomes your ankle just moving and not getting true tibial rotation. Whereas if you flex your toes up in dorsiflexion, you get a ton of uh, tibialis anterior activation and when you activate that one muscle it's really difficult to cheat by activating other ones that could cheat the movement so that being said you're doing a true knee car demonstrating your ability to do tibial rotation that being said when it comes to squatting if you can't create torque in your um tibia that connects right into your ankle joint and sits kind of right on top of your talus bone and when you you know do things like squats and lunges the tibia kind of just grinds on top and the talus depending on how far you know your knees go forward in a squat say you're trying to do a deep squat you know ass to grass your talus kind of pushes back in order to give room for your tibia now um, a lot of times you can see this in crossfit a lot um, because a lot of people don't have good squats that do um, 
CrossFit, especially those people who are general population people that are not athletically gifted, that will most likely not make it to the CrossFit Games if we're ever going to have one of those again. I am not entirely sure what the whole situation is with CrossFit and their whole racist remarks. Anyway, um, what you'll see typically when people don't have adequate tibial rotation is someone squat and they know they have limitations so they were told like oh to squat lower just go wider but it doesn't fix the entire problem if you go wider you have more external rotation in your hips and yeah your hip socket's going to allow you to go a little bit further but you still don't have enough rotation in your tibia so what happens is when you start squatting wide you'll notice people's feet kind of collapse in so they pronate down and then their knees kind of collapse as well a little bit, even though their coach keeps screaming at them like, knees out, knees out, knees out, but they physically can't because your body is trying to give you more range of motion by collapsing the feet down in order to somewhat simulate um, more tibial rotation in order for you to squat. So now you have this movement behavior, like I like to call it, that is not the best way to achieve squat depth. And now this torque that your tibia is supposed to have is non-existent, and now you're throwing unwanted stress into tissues that should not be loaded, aka the inside of your knee. And I've seen this with so many CrossFit um, patients in the clinic, and all goes to shit, right? All because your fucking shin bone can't rotate at all, right? Kind of think of your um, forearm when you can like pronate and supinate it, right? Like it goes back and forth. Now imagine if your forearm couldn't rotate one way and then you decide to do a bench press and you can't pronate your forearm all the way, so you grab onto the bar and force <laughs> that tibia aka your forearm into that rotation like it's probably not going to feel good but our body's really good at cheating movement so it's going to find ways to just distribute uh, fake range of motion now this is why it's so important and i tell this to my class all the time in kin stretch like your knee is not a super sexy joint it can't really do a lot it just does tibial rotation it does extension and flexion. That's about it. Um, if I'm missing something, someone message me. Um, but a lot of people overlook it. They don't really pay attention to it. And sometimes you got to take some time to ensure that that tibia can rotate. So number one, knee cars with flexion and extension would be like my number one go-to but also getting into some pails and rails work, some soft tissue work, like going to see an RMT, getting some fucking needles put into your um, peroneal muscles, like just work that motherfucking shit out in order to squat properly. So if you're a person listening and you're like, oh shit, like my feet always um, pronate down and sometimes it could be the foot the foot could be the issue but we don't know that just yet because we haven't assessed you or anything like that and if you listen to my last episode we were talking about foot placement for squatting 
to have adequate um, range of motion while squatting deep. Now, that being said, if you're a type of person that pronates all the time and you physically can't get you know, your pinky toe um, joint to touch the ground to get that three points of contact, like I was saying, it could be coming from your tibia. Like your, and th this comes down to the joint by joint approach. And I mentioned it a little bit last time and I think I will do an entire episode on it because it's so vital to know. But essentially like your joints are stacked upon each other, right? This is how I look at the body. If one joint doesn't move the way it should, most likely the joint above or below it is gonna take up the grunt of the work, it's not designed to do it, and you're causing issues down the line. And you get into movement behaviors that are not the best, and then boom, your knee hurts for some reason, your elbow hurts for some reason, you have no idea why. It's just you have shitty movement patterns because your body's joint, bone, whatever it is, just does not move the way it should. Anyway. If we go up the chain of command, say the foot is not the issue, and we go up to the tibia, like that could be the issue, right? If, so if you're a person that pronates and you ruled out that your ankle and your feet are fucking fantastic, then we move on to the knee. And a lot of times you assess tibial rotation and you're like, well, fuck, like you're terrible. You haven't done anything, <laughs> right? So um, that being said, Sometimes, if you go down the rabbit hole of, I'm gonna do every single corrective exercise known to man to ensure I get adequate tibial rotation, and it improves a little bit, but you're just not quite there, and your squat's not really improving, then that's where, you know, finding a good therapist can help a lot that has a great understanding of exercise. Because there's a lot of shitty therapists out there that just learn whatever they learn in school and they just stay old school. They treat old school. They try to get as many patients in through the door to give them some sort of relief to make them feel better and then have them come back continuously, right? Like my clinic's model is probably the worst business model ever because we get people better and they don't come back and they just come back when fucking they do something stupid and they're like and my ankle's twisted please help um so that would be my kind of advice to figure out your shit um also i've been getting a lot of um questions through instagram of my anatomy posts and most recently i've gotten a few um talking about the tibia's anterior muscle and i I've been like blown away how many people have had surgery on their tibia, specifically, and ankles, and they've gone through the whole rehab process with a physio and a trainer, and they're still not better. And that shit pisses me off, because all that means is, okay, I'm gonna go on another rant. We got a patient who literally fell a couple stories and just fucked his both of his ankles up, had surgery, and he has literally zero degrees of dorsiflexion. Like, think about it. In order for you to walk up a step, you need like at least 10 degrees in order to propel yourself off. He doesn't have that, it's just blocked. And he was working with a physiotherapist for about a year and a half, and the physio said, discharged him as a patient, he's like, you're good. I'm like, 
How is that good? How can you sleep at night knowing that you let go of a patient that literally has not gotten any better? Like, that shit pisses me off. And then when I see people message me, a fucking trainer, like, I always make a joke to people I meet. I'm like, I'm basically a PE teacher. That's all I really am. Like, I have no medical background. I'm not a chiro. I'm not a physio. I just understand human movement very well, and I know how to train people to make sure they're pain-free, and then they see success in whatever goal they want to achieve. But when I get messages from people saying how shitty their physio and trainer was with their injury, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, come on. People pay us extremes amount of money like the average session out here is like a hundred bucks an hour and people will pay that for you know i don't know two months three months once twice a week like that's a shit ton of money like fuck that's a lot of money and then you don't see any improvement like how can you as a human being be okay with that fuck me (laughs) um I'm going to leave it there because I could like rant on that topic for like forever. But if anyone's listening and you have questions about your injury, I'm happy to take the time to chat with you and figure out what you should be doing in the gym at home, what you should be asking your physio or chiro or where to find a good one. Cause I have a huge network of great therapists all around the world because of the FRC. Um, that's it. Hit the show notes. Add me on Facebook, Instagram. I post a lot of awesome shit. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You guys are awesome.